Yes, it is Wednesday. It's February 28th. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. Radio Tab, a very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. We have teams for the four teams to start the season in Vegas on Sunday. Our time, no doubt, we'll talk about them this morning. We've got the the NBL, those two big playoff games tonight. The Matildas play tonight as well. There's FA Cup on uh, this morning, fifth round action. It's a day before the New Zealand-Australia two-test series as well. So plenty to sink our teeth into on this Wednesday. And uh, we have our, of course, Vegas correspondent over there taking in all the sights and sounds of America's party capital. Loz, morning to you, mate. What madness have you seen in the last 24 hours? What's doing over there? How are you? Yeah, good morning, boys. Um, no, it's been pretty quiet by Vegas standards. Um, obviously, a few more Aussies starting to roll in, which was good. I saw a few more jerseys uh, from teams, uh, supporters over here. Uh, good vibe at uh, a lot of the casinos. I, I did the walk around because you can walk on the strip or you can walk through the casinos. Uh, just to sort of test it. So I walked from where we are we are up at the top at um, near the Wynn um, Hotel, and then we walked down to Mandalay Bay. So I walked down there and had a bit of a look, and um, the stadium's just across the road from there. But went across the other side and did the MGM Grand and um, Paris Hotel, and there's a yeah, there's a few Aussies that I, I ran into, certainly more than the previous night, and there's a truckload more coming in today and tomorrow. Uh, so there's a bit of a vibe just starting to happen, but obviously it's all with the Australians. Americans are asking what's going on, and talking to a lot of Americans, you try to explain the game to them. Um, they've heard of rugby, but I'm unsure of whether it's, I think it's rugby union rather than rugby league. So you try and explain the, the differences to them, um, and they all seem sort of um, keen in saying that it sounds like a crazy type of game, but there's plenty of advertising uh, billboards around. Um, again, keep seeing it on television. Um, and the streets are starting to, to have some Aussies flow through it up up and down the strip and all through the, the casinos, Mido. So, yeah, it's, it's starting to, to pick up. Well, nothing quite beats explaining cricket to Americans, does it, uh, Pup? Morning to you, mate. Yeah, morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, not easy. Um you just give up, don't you? Well, no, I think showing them T20 is the best introduction. Um, they obviously compare cricket to baseball. Um, so hitting a six is no different to hitting a home run. Um, you just try, yeah, you try your best. But yeah, I think the yeah the best way to um, to explain it is let them sit there and watch and you just got to deal with a million questions, which is fair enough. If you didn't understand baseball or NFL or basketball and... We would do the same, um, but yeah, interesting to see. Interesting to see how many Australians go to the game versus new viewers, mm. new watchers. I think that's going to be, you know, to me, if it's yeah, if, we, if we've got thirty thousand Australians flying over to what to to fill thirty thousand seats, then mate, we should have played at Homebush. So yeah, I just I, I, it seems like from even speaking to Adam Reynolds yesterday, speaking to Loz, it seems like there's a stack of billboards and um, TV commercials. So there's we're trying our best to promote it as well as we can. Now I think it's about um, you know suck it and see, wait and see who who turns up, what numbers they get, how many people, and then also the other the other concern, which 
I think the athletes are that good these days. You just first game of the season could be a little. There could be a little bit of rust from the players, but these guys are that good. I'm sure they'll put on a show anyway. Loz, did you find one of the sports books over there in the casinos and check one of those out? I, I did, Mido. I sent a photo to Dave. What it looked like. Um, I didn't get a chance to see all of them, but they're very good. I mean, you can sit there all day and you get served with drinks. You've got the the racing going on. You've got the sport uh, happening. And it's amazing how many people sit there all day and that's their their punting. Um, Obviously, you know, at a casino, it's it's more about the tables and the, the poker machines. But, yeah, there was a lot of people at the sports book yesterday just sitting there drinking. And it's funny, you know, Vegas, it doesn't sleep. You, like, I went to the gym this morning and got down there about 7 o'clock and there's still plenty of people around that either haven't been to bed or just starting <laughs> starting their day off and they're, they're, they're punting and, and, and drinking. Um, but it's just a, a good vibe. I went and had a walk on the strip and uh, it's another good day here, Mitter. Uh, the weather has been fantastic. It's been shorts and T-shirts. Beautiful. It's supposed to change on Saturday, but I don't think that'll affect the players uh, because of it's an indoor stadium. Um, so it'll be temperature controlled. So there'll be no excuses for um, you know, a good game of football. Um, but yeah, it's it's starting to, to, to pick up here. Obviously, Vegas is just one of those joints you can sit and look all day. Uh, there's plenty of sights and sounds. Um, uh, but at the moment, it's... Uh, it's uh, a good day, sun's out, blue sky, and people are just starting to to walk up and down the strip again. It's getting real when we see teams listed, and uh, great to see, just great to see when I saw the Manly team. Tom Trebojevic, he's set to play his first NRL match since round 15 last year. Uh, recruit Nathan Brown, who was on a train and trial deal, and then he got a spot in the top 30 there at the, the, the Seagulls. He got himself a spot on the bench, and Souths have named Cody Walker, who's uh, passed some fitness tests. Uh, after having a bit of a calf injury that kept him out of the All-Stars game. And what about 28-year-old Jacob Gagai? Uh, Dane Gagai's brother, he's set to make his debut on the wing. And uh, some interest in the centres there at South, considering Jack White and suspended. And, of course, Campbell Graham's got that lengthy injury. Uh, so Richie Kenner and Isaiah Tass named to start in the centres for the Bunnies. And former Sea Eagle Sean Kepi's been named to start in the front row there as well. Naturally, we'll uh, do our tips tomorrow, Loz, but uh, what do you make of those sides, Manly and Souths? Oh, I think that they're both very good sides. Um, obviously, the weakness for South Sydney, I mean, when you're looking at it, there's a couple of big name misses uh, missing in Whiten and Campbell Graham, but if they were slotted into that team, um, and, and along with Tyrone Munro, um, that's a very good football team. That's 17 but they'll need a bit of depth as you go on through the year with injuries and representative football. Um, so Souths, with that roster, they should be playing finals football. Um, I like the look of Manly. I think they've got strike and they've got speed out wide. You know, Tom is uh, very quick. Jason Saar, very quick. Uh, Tulu Cooler uh, is, is very quick. Uh, Garrick is very quick. And then you've got the creativity of Daly Cherry Evans and the running game of Luke Brooks. And, and Brooks is deceptively quick as well. So that stands out for me. Um, just when you look at it on paper, it looks as though, it looks as though like Manly, um, their forwards are all workers and they've got that strike in Ola Kowatu and you know, Ben Trebojevic. You know, but you've got 
uh, Jake Trebojevic, Josh Alawai, um, Teniel Paseka. Uh, these type of guys are in for a big afternoon because I see that's where South's strength is uh, with this football team. And they, they have to be strong, South. If, if, if Cody Walker and Latrell are to do their thing and young Lachlan Ilias, then Totola, Kepi gets a start. Uh, Tom Burgess comes off the interchange bench. But, you know, a back row of Kaloma Teen, Jai Arrow and Cam Murray uh, doesn't get much better than that. Papa, on the eve of the second test, uh, sorry, the first test of two tests uh, as well, and a bit of a shock from across the Tasman that Neil Wagner, who had success, of course, against Steve Smith uh, when uh, the Kiwis were last in Australia playing test matches, 37 years of age, announced his retirement on the eve of this series. He was told by selectors he wouldn't be part of the series. So, uh, decent record, 260 wickets at 27.57 in 64 tests. In fact, his strike rate, 52.7. Only the great Sir Richard Hadley has a better record for New Zealand, for New Zealand bowlers with more than 100 wickets. Uh, so, they're going... Well, they've got this good young quick in Willow Rourke. Um, they got the likes of Henry, obviously, Southie as well. Uh, so, they've told Wagner... We're probably not going to go with you. Despite the success he had against Smith, which is probably a surprise on our front, but these are different wickets, aren't they? Yeah, and I don't think you can pick uh, a bowler for one batter either. Mm. Steve Smith's opening the batting as well. So if you think about that, Wagner mightn't get to bowl to him <laughs> if they bowl well. Yeah, and, and it sounds like, uh, which is very smart by New Zealand, they're going to leave some grass on the wicket. So there's going to be some movement. Steve Smith's opening the batting. So, you know, Wagner probably bowling... At best, first, probably second change in that team anyway. So, um, yeah, look, he's been he's been very good for New Zealand cricket. He's got he had his own style. He, he left arm, used that short ball really well. Yes, he had success against Steve Smith a couple of, on a couple of occasions, but yeah, I, I think unfortunately for for all of us, there comes a time. Um, some people walk away on their own accord. Some people, you know, you don't get selected, and that uh, is the defining moment that you. You walk away, other people get injured. So, yeah, he should be very proud of the career he's had, what he's done for New Zealand cricket. Um, yeah, he, he, he was one of those players that just seemed to find a way. No matter what the conditions were like, uh, you could always throw him the ball and he'd, he'd have a crack for you. Um, you can only imagine the toll bowling as many short pitch deliveries would, would take on, on your body as well. So physical, fit, physically fit and strong. And then to always put the team first, it, you know, you can see the, the response from his teammates and um, other people as well that have played alongside him, um, how much he's going to be missed. But, yeah, I think he, he can certainly walk away with his head held high and had a wonderful career for New Zealand. Lots of Vegas. Front page of the telly in the Courier-Mail. High stakes cartoon there. Uh, and just, well, there's a 24-page lift-out previewing the season in uh, the major uh, Metropolitan Papers, News Corp Papers in Sydney and Brisbane today. So there you go there. Uh, by the way, Loz, question on the text line here. Morty boys, question for Loz. I've got a couple of mates in Vegas. They're telling me the price of food and alcohol is a disgrace. Is that the case in your opinion? Uh, yeah, it is a bit exy, um, but I'm unsure of whether they've yeah, put the price up for the week or whether that's just the world we live in at the moment. But, um, yeah, no... Like even for a like a cup of coffee, like I just have an espresso, it's it's around five fifty six bucks. Jeez, That's so US. What? So you're getting towards ten bucks Australian, or nine bucks Australian. Yeah, yeah. So Jeez, for, just just for a nip, just for a nip. Yep, 
Oh. So it is a, it is a, it is a bit expensive. But again, oh, that's in the hotels too. Mm. Um, out and about, I'm unsure of um, what prices are. But I think if you look around, you can find you know places with with good deals. Um, I think it's just a matter of staying out of the the uh, the casinos and finding somewhere on the strip that's a little bit cheaper. Mm. Uh, back page of the Daily Telegraph. The Rock is there. Hollywood star, a target for NRL USA. Let's Rock is the headline. Another. Can you fill me in, boys, about this story? So it's just I'm just starting to hear a little bit about it, and they're trying to start a competition in America. Is that right? Under the NRL banner? Well, they want to get backing from the NRL. Uh, so they're get, having a meeting with the ARL Commission. Uh, these backers, I think it's an Australian bloke, uh, is looking to start Rugby League America over there. And, you know, would love to it even to be called NRL America and get some backing from our national body. Uh, so they're looking at, well, there's 10 teams that are proposed for this competition. And, uh, yeah, his name's Steve Scanlon, an Australian who's trying to, to – he said, you know, we're not – this isn't Mickey Mouse. They're trying to do it properly. And, naturally, they, they need – for each individual side, they need backers. And uh, The Rock, they're approaching to hopefully get behind one of them. As he backed, I believe, the Samoa uh, World Cup bid uh, heading into tw- – oh, sorry, their World Cup campaign heading into 2022 when they, they of course, made the final against Australia. So, uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> – I don't know whether the NRL would align themselves like this, Loz, but uh, I guess it depends how all the numbers add up. But uh, everyone, I guess, you know, when, when a venture like this happens, and particularly expats living over there, yeah, opportunity, how can we get involved or get people involved with us? Well, everyone wants to be a part of it, don't they? And if you can spread the word and it's viable, you can have a competition with 10 teams and you've got people prepared to back it um, and people with... Uh, money, then obviously they're going to be there for you know be there for a period of time to try and give it success and and build off the momentum that the league is trying to create over here. So any time you can spread the word and get yeah. people to play the game is a bonus. Um, I, I was reading about it overnight, and in particular about the Rock being involved, and he did get involved with the um, Samoa campaign. Now, how much he got involved and how much he knows about the game, I'm unsure. Uh, but he did send a, a cheerio message to Samoa. Um, but it'd be great to see uh, those type of people involved um, because I think that once they get a look at our game, they will fall in love with it. Th- that's the thing about rugby league. I think if people get access to it, they can watch it, understand it, then they will start to like it. And if they start to like it, they can start selling the game to people to play it and then hopefully they can develop a pathways system or a competition over here that might be credible and might have some legs and it might give players an opportunity towards the end of their careers to come over here and play. Well, they have established pretty well Major League Rugby over there in the States, uh, Loz, and we've seen some, you know, some ex-Wallabies go over there and play for you know San Diego Legion, or I can't even remember what the teams are called, but I know that uh, they have games broadcast on Fox Sports as well, so... Uh, when you look at that, I guess they're thinking, well, here's an opportunity here, particularly with the, the NRL coming to America to cash in. So no doubt entrepreneurs would love to meet with Peter Volandis and see what they can do. So we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, there's also a story in the back page of the, of the telly about, you know, there's just the 
the gambling situation over in the States, how it's all opened up and uh, the headline, NRL eyes slice of $120 billion as that uh, market over there starts to mature from a gambling perspective in the States. Uh, back page of the City Morning Herald. What about this pup? Smith wants rule change to dismiss body line 2.0 uh, is the headline here. And, uh, well, Naturally, he was asked, even though Wagner's retiring and considering the barrage he got last time, but he says, I'll read a couple of his direct quotes here in the Herald. I think there could be some slight rule changes in terms of balls going down the leg side when you set that field. You 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 really can't hit the ball anywhere in front of the wicket, really. And I feel like it is almost like when a... A spinner comes over the wicket and they get a warding down the leg side. Then they start getting widened and basically says uh, the quicks, that should happen to the quicks as well. So they just bowl, keep bowling, you know, sort of just outside leg stump to the right hander, say, for instance. Mm. Does it get to a point where you should and you just stay on that course? Should the umpire call a wide after, say, a warning or two? Oh, I haven't thought about it enough, Mido, to be honest. Um, I, I think when Smitty's in his prime, they're just looking at ways to get him out, aren't they? Mm. I think there's... I guess it's just the negative bowling, I suppose. Should, well, should they be penalised for it? Is it negative it? bowling? If it, it keeps it, going outside leg stump. But if you get one right, you get lobs up, caught bat pad, caught leg slip, tries to take on a hook shot, caught fine leg. Like To me, it's also a tactic. It's You're looking at someone... That, that That's the advantage of technology is studying a weakness and when you're a great player like he is there's not many so you know i'd like it if i just bowled outside off half volleys i'd still be playing would you mind just keep on there for the next 15 yeah. years like you, you can't it's it's like same thing and, and i and i sit here uh you know after seeing you know my best mate get hit with a short delivery and you passed away on a cricket field so I'm as as protective of someone's safety as as anyone in in my sport but you know you, that short pitch bowling is a massive part of cricket it, what it what it does forget the ball it, it sits you on the back foot so then the ball that's pitched up you're not as comfortable just leaning forward taking a big stride to go forward to because you've you've had a few short pitch deliveries so I, I still think it's a massive part of the game I I, I want to see it still involved um yes maybe like anything if it gets out of control if he's bold you know if it's five Back of a length as in, you know, there's a bouncer rule already mm. above the shoulder rule. But if there's five back of a length deliveries that are down the leg side, an umpire will probably call it a wide. They'll probably warn the bowler or speak to the captain and call it a wide anyway. So The umpires should take initiative. I think, the I think they do. I think they I think yeah. they do against, exactly like Smitty mentioned, if it was the spinner, I think they would probably let the bowl, let the spinner know that, mate, that's, that's three. If you bowl another one down there. I'm going to call it a wide. I think they would do this in in this instance instance as well. So, yeah. Or I, I just know, you know, bowling short has there's a lot of reasons behind that, and to some batters, that's their greatest weakness. Mm. You know, they they're much better off the front foot than they are the back foot. So, if that's a tactic to get one of the the greats out, then I'd imagine teams are certainly going to use it.